Well, hello, race fans. Welcome to the 2023 season for the USF Pro Championships. My name is Rob Howden, the voice of the series, and this is the newly renamed USF Pro Insider. Of course, those of you who have tuned in before, it was always the RTI Insider, the road to Indy name now, of course, into the past, into the, uh, the history books of open-wheel Formula Car Racing. Uh, we are now into the USF Pro Championships era and uh, looking forward to what should be a tremendous season, to be honest, uh, in these in these uh, these three series, USF Juniors, USF 2000, and the newly named USF Pro 2000 categories. We'll figure out how many times I have to put a quarter in the square jar throughout the weekend. Steve Wittick from TSO Ladder and Tracks Out Online joined me for what will be essentially a preseason update. I'm not going to call it the full season preview because we're still uh, over what, a month and a bit away, five weeks away from the start of the season at the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. So I'll do a full uh, real preview of the season tracks, venues, uh, drivers, teams, that kind of a thing. Uh, again, when everybody's confirmed, but there is a lot of confirmations that have come in. There's still some we're waiting for. Otherwise, Steve, I think, you know, I know you've been doing a lot of the work. I call myself the USF Pro Insider. But let's be real. A lot of the stuff I take from you and pass through to me, especially when I'm announcing races. I'll get, for those of you who don't know, I'll get a text every once in a while during a race. Where Steve yeah, once in a while. Yeah, it makes me look good. <laughs> hey, Steve, we're getting into a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, start to the season. Off season's been great. A couple new teams, number one. Yep. Uh, a lot of great numbers. And just off the top, uh, and we'll get into it, but between 14 and 16 drivers in USF juniors, like usual, could be 18 USF 2000s, but in the end, we end up getting surprised and it could be 24, yeah. 25. We'll see what happens as there are a lot of seats still available and un unannounced yet for USF 2000. But to me, I think the biggest thing, is uh, USF Pro 2000, anywhere between 19 and 20 cars, I think we're going to have at St. Petersburg. That's the most we've had, I want to say back to 2012 or something like that, or 2014. So, yeah, it sounds about right. It's uh, a long time, yeah. This is that field's going to be it's crazy. Really good. Yeah. Uh, they're all going to be good, but that one uh, that one is definitely uh, the highlight right now. But uh, like you said, USF, there, there's always some late additions. <laughs> Yeah, you know it, it's tough, right? The families and the drivers and the teams are trying to find budget right now, and a lot of these and, things come together last minute. And some of the teams are pretty secretive, right? Like I had, I had no idea two years ago that Jace Denmark was even coming to USF 2000. I know Jace from the racetrack, and Paps shows up with about the track. I'm like, where did you come from? I had no right. idea. So even as an insider, we don't really know. Sometimes some of the teams. No, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, secrecy, it's not secrecy as much as it's just, you know, they don't want to play their cards before yeah. um, anybody else. And there's a lot of competition for the drivers. So, yeah, they're going to don't want someone else to try and come in and give someone a better deal. So, yeah, poaching is the word we've heard before, right? The yeah, team owners, team owners don't not, like it. <laughs> not a huge problem, but it no, happens. And, it does. and it's so, usually with the drivers that are really good. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get started. I want to start with USF juniors, which is the, obviously the, the youngest level, the, the entry level into this USF pro championships program, uh, drivers coming out of maybe karting, uh, potentially coming right out of F4, whatever it may be into this USF juniors program, which I think uh, will, will take a big leap forward, Steve, this year, last year, of course, using the Lige chassis in the first year of USF juniors, the program that was designed to kind of develop drivers under our, our banner, right? This program's kind of culture to get them ready for USF 2000 is that program really has, you know, developed over the last dozen years compared to what it was back in 2010, 2011. It's not really entry level anymore for USF 2000. It's a very high level of competition. But this year, 
the new Tatus JR23 chassis with the halo, essentially the same car as USF 2000, different wheels, steering wheel, dampers, uprights, restricted engine, a great platform for these drivers, uh, Steve, to, to work their way in and get ready for USF 2000. Yeah, it really is. It uh, it kind of makes it going back to more like a traditional ladder that has been in place the last few years where the cars build on each other yeah. um, and the drivers, you know, each step you take up, you move, you add a different skill. Um, and that's the, the way it should be. You know, the drivers get used to that and, and having the same, you know, tub and chassis, all three series is fiscally a great thing for the teams. Agreed. Um, and, and again, it's going to be around that four second gap, right? We've seen that right. before where it's it used to be four seconds between USF 2000 and Indy Pro at that point. Now USF Pro 2000, and of course, Indy Next, Indy Lights as well, was always kind of four seconds better. You know, we, we saw always at, at Road America, you could see that really big gap uh, between each category. So you get faster. And I always, as I always say in my announcing, every level's more of everything, more horsepower, right. more downforce, more, t- more tire. So Let's have let's have a look. Let's get started here, Steve. Let's uh, I, I've got uh, things kind of lined up here. Let's start with D Force Racing. Yep. Obviously, very strong last year in the USF Juniors program, winning the the championship, the inaugural championship with Matt Clark in Canada. Uh, but lining up four drivers uh, this year, they were going to go with three. I'm being told. Obviously, I think they've announced four drivers now for D Force. A, a pretty solid team to get things underway. Yeah, it's going to be a, a really good group there. Some uh, experienced guys and. A couple of uh, guys coming from from out overseas and South America, so it'll yeah. be interesting. You know, it's a good uh, good group there. Lucas Fakuri is down in, I believe, he's down in New Zealand right now, racing the um, whatever they're calling that now. <laughs> what is it? Formula <laughs> Regional Oceana- Oceanas. Oh, that's it. That's it. Um, Formerly the Toyota Racing Series, the yes. TRS Series. Yeah. Um, and then Nicholas Giafone is a is a name that uh, that last name should be familiar to uh, people in IndyCar. Um, keep going. Give me more keep, information. <laughs> yeah, at, at some point I'll I'll tell the story. You know what? We might as well start now. Um, back in the day, um, AJ Foyt and, and uh, Ari Lyon Dyke obviously uh, didn't necessarily get along. Um, and when when Ari Junior was coming up and and wanting to do the five hundred, Ari was running the team, and at the very last minute, Foyt didn't want them to make the field so he called nicholas's dad felipe who was shopping for nicholas at babies r us on the north side of indy <laughs> come get in the car last second gets in bumps ari jr from the field uh, uh yeah it's wow. a crazy story yeah it is uh yeah so that's one you can uh, ask him about but um yeah it'll be a i think that'll be a strong team um obviously going forward you know they won the championship and um, it'll be interesting though, right? New package. Yeah, that's very um, true. You know, so it'll be a, a different, um, ball game, you know, familiar package though. Yeah. So they'll, they also have Quinn Armstrong, the Australian yeah. driver who came in last year in the F4 program, uh, brother, the, uh, the, um, the USF juniors program. Mm-hmm. So Quinn will be back for a second year. I think he'll be very strong. Lucas Fakuri, as we said, did some F4 and some USF juniors racing last year, now down in New Zealand, getting a bunch of seat time in five weekends over uh, five races, five triple headers, really over five weekends. So 15 races over a month and a quarter, uh, Brady gold and a new young driver is coming in. We'll learn more about him throughout the season and the Brazilian F4 driver, Nicholas Giafoni, as we said, uh, obviously, you know, another powerhouse last year, 
three of the top four drivers for VRD racing, uh, Steve, with Dan Mitchell's team. They've really been super strong at that level, have, a, have had great success over in F4. And of course, last year as well with some tremendous drivers that we've seen moving, uh, two of which we see move up into USF 2000. Uh, but I think this team's going to be really strong. Uh, they've got Zach Ping confirmed. Uh, both Zach and Noah Ping. Noah ran some of the USF Juniors races last year, and he'll be moving to USF 2000, but his brother Zach Ping will be with VRD Racing this year. And another young kart racer coming up, mm. which should be pretty pretty impressive, Max Taylor, who has done a bunch of testing, That's was very, very strong in junior karting right now, continues to kart to start the season. But Max Taylor, I think, is a kid uh, that is going to flourish under the VRD program. He was at the uh, the fall combine as well. Right. Um, yeah, Dan Mitchell has this has a knack of, of being able to develop young drivers, right? Yeah. Look what he did last year with with the young young guys he had that are moving up to USF this year. And it's he has that he has a touch with, you know, the 14, 15 year olds. You know, if you're you're a parent, he's gotta be someone you, you look at. He puts together a good test program and and doesn't push the kids too hard right off the bat. So uh I think that'll be again, it'll be a good program. It'll be interesting to watch and and see how everybody handles this new car for them. Yeah, that's that's what it is too. It's a brand new race car, as we said, right. folks. Very similar to the USF 2000 car. Different wheels. It's got the OZ wheels on it. A different steering wheel package. Different uh, ECU and, uh, and different package there. Um, the arrow is pretty much exactly the same. Tires are exactly the same. So it's a it's it's more power and, and a little bit of braking. The brake a different braking package too. We didn't right. mention that at the start. That's one of the big things. A much longer braking zone uh, as the as the brake package isn't quite the same. Which is great for passing. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Yeah, longer break zone means uh, better passing. Now, one of the interesting things is that I'm told. So Ethan Barker, who was a family team last year, Barker Racing, uh, they're actually in, in talking to the family in the off season. They were looking to, to. They bought a brand new car. They bought one of the new JR 23s, and we're looking for a technical alliance with a team to potentially run as a privateer team, just with some help. They ended up running with the VRD Racing. I think the at the finale in Coda for F4 electing to run with BRD this year. So for a, for a young Ethan Barker who's driven a lot of different things, I think it's going to be really good for him to finally be in that place, uh, Steve, where there's extra data, right? He he was going over the computer by himself. Now he's going to overlay with Zach, with Max, potentially a fourth driver this year as well. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate the families that can put together a team and do it themselves. It's just, yeah. and that worked, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but it just, it now it's, it's become such a team sport and, and a data-driven sport. And it just, it's so hard for a, a young driver to, to do that and to be successful. Um, you know, it's just, you learn from the other drivers. It doesn't That's matter. Yeah. You just you, looking at other drivers' data, seeing where the time you're losing is, is huge. You know, we have, we weren't going to talk a lot about Indy next, but I've, I've had a chance quite to spend a bit of time with, um, forced Indy and, and those guys this, this year. And I expect a big step up from Ernie Francis jr. Now that he's got access to data. And he said, it's just, they knew they were missing, but they didn't know where, and they didn't know why. And now that he has that, it's like, Oh wow. And he's been competitive. So. And and talk about a lot of streams of data. He's with HMD. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nine cars there. That's right. Yeah. But, but Ethan with the same thing at, at the lower levels, just having that ability to, have that data and and look at it and you know what it's just there's little things too right that yeah. that a team finds on on a car that make it go quicker and the more mechanics you have working on a car on different cars the better chance someone's going to find one of those little tiny things that that you know is worth a tenth yeah. and you know it 
it happens, especially with a new car where someone hits on something and you have a better chance of finding that when, when you have more, more cars. That's exactly it, man. Just more information, right? So, right. so VRD racing will have Zach Ping, Max Taylor and Ethan Barker all confirmed. I'm hearing a fourth driver as well, not yet confirmed. So I'm not going to drop that one out. We'll move on to exclusive autosport right now. Of course, the, uh, the um, USF Pro 2000 Championship winner from last year with Louis Foster. Uh, they've been, you know, Michael Dun Michael and Kimberly Duncast's team have really started in the lower levels before. They had an F1600 team in Canada, uh, won championships do. there. Still they still do. Yeah. yeah, they still. Yeah, and then of course the F1600 team that they run many times through the FRP series. Uh, Michael Duncap diving right into the exclusive autosport program and extending that into USF Juniors this year. They bought, a, bought some new cars. Joey Brienza, who ran F1600 with them last year and tasted F2000, is going to run uh, run the full season in USF Juniors. The actual an Another interesting one, uh, Steve, just came out. Eric Schouten, uh, the Brazilian, uh, yes. whose, men whose mentor is Rafa Matos, has right. been confirmed with the team as well. Yeah, and uh, Rafa has a really good touch with young drivers too. He uh, he has a good track record of working with them, and I think uh, yeah, that's going to be one to watch. It's uh, going to be a pretty good uh, mix of or a little competition between a few young Brazilian drivers, right? That's yeah. gonna be, we haven't had that in, <laughs> in the IndyCar ladder in a while, and it's going to be fun to watch. I agree. Um, we'll see. Uh, yep. One of the drivers that's interesting uh, is uh, Jack Jeffers, who won the Lucas Oil School of Racing Formula Car yep. Series uh, and moving into USF Juniors. Uh, he's tested with Exclusive Autosport. I know that. They haven't signed yet. So we're going to see Jack Jeffers land somewhere. And Exclusive Autosport also with another driver they've been testing in the USF Juniors package, and that's Giovanni Cabrera. The Cabrera family actually bought two cars. They were planning on running their own yep. program, Cabrera Racing along with JC Karting, which is a top karting team uh, down in South Florida that, in, in fact, runs both of the Weldon brothers. Um, he's been, they, they got the car and they're running with exclusive autosport. Now, I don't know whether or not they're going to end up running with exclusive autosport or whether they'll try to run that privateer team still. They have a second car, as I said, uh, that doesn't have a name on it yet. So that I think that's something Steve will see develop probably over the next month. Yeah, probably be able to they you know they've got a few more test days and let's kind of see how it goes but it makes sense to if you're a privateer team to sort of match up with somebody for testing just for sharing costs more than anything else and sharing data but you know it's a benefit to everybody let me go back over here real quick i sent out a couple of messages i haven't heard back as of yet on those ones because the next rolling into the next team is dc autosport now let's let's wrap up exclusive autosport potential for four drivers there you never know maybe more Two signed, as we said. We'll see whether or not uh, Jack Jefferson and Giovanni Cabrera end up confirming with exclusive. So they may have four cars as well. So that little, if that works, that'll put you at about 12 cars right now already. Um, DC Autosport, Don Connor, who is a, a veteran engineer um, throughout the, the, the road dandy, now the USF Pro Championships, done a lot of work in F4 as well, was part of the USF Juniors program last year with Ethan Ho. And Ethan has picked up uh, one of the former Cape cars, I believe, the USF 2000 cars. Yep. They've, they've uh, converted that into a USF Juniors. So although they haven't announced yet, I believe that they'll be running with Don Connor at DC mm -hmm. Autosport this year. And, and Steve, I'm told as well, they'll convert that car back to USF 2000 for a couple of races in 2023 as well. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Don, like you said, is super experienced, engineered a ton of championships for, for Cape over the years so yeah. it makes a lot of sense to for him to kind of go out a little bit on his own and do his own thing and um be able to grow with the driver right like that's kind of that's 
that was sort of the Capes MO for a long time. And they, you know, moved someone from USF to, to Indy pro now USF pro um, yeah. all the time. And this sort of gives them an opportunity to do that again. And it makes a lot the, the being able to move the cars from series to series is, is to me is awesome. It's really cool. I, um, I think so too. It gives a chance for a driver. If you've got the budget, you can now get double the seat time if you really wanted to, right? There's not many weekends where the two series run together. So you, you could almost run two full programs in both if you really wanted to. Yeah, the only weekend Sebring at the end of March, right? After that, right. really, the only big one would be the tough turnaround between Coda at the end of August and having right. to drive all the way out to Portland and build yeah. a car while you're doing it. So, uh, Two cars, I'm being told, neither announced for DC Autosport. The other would be a young Californian named Carson Etter, who was at the fall combine with DC yeah. Autosport testing there. Um, they're dialed in. Carson's pumped up about it. Expect an announcement coming up soon for Carson yeah. Etter, but he's a young driver uh, who did some F4 West Coast racing, who will be, you know, just another great young addition to the program. Yeah, it's always good to have um, the young drivers who, you know, it's just, it's nice to have this step with the USF juniors uh, presented by Cooper tires that, that it gives, you know, the people that ran, like you said, the USF for West coast series or F 1600 or, you know, the FRP stuff, it gives them a place to slot in with, with a more professional run organization. You yeah. know, Anderson runs, you know, it's Agreed. a tight ship and, and they run it like a professional race series. And, and it's just a good first step for everybody to get acclimated to what it's like racing, you know, with the big boys. As I said, potentially 14 to 16 drivers. We've kept essentially giving you 14 right now. The other two would potentially come from a team called Ram Racing out of uh, Mexico. It's uh, Jose Ramos's team that has had a lot of success in the Mexican F4 series. They have two USF juniors cars as well, the JR23. So we may, we will potentially see them on the racetrack. I've been in pretty close contact with Jose. They're working on getting some drivers lined up. So more to come from, from Ram racing. And it would be great that to see them make their kind of debut here in this USF pro championships presented by Cooper tires. Yeah. They've got a good name down in, in Mexico. Like you said, with the F4 program down there, um, the NACAM F4 program have yeah. won a ton of races and run a lot of guys who, you know, come up through into, you know, USF and, and USF pro guy, you know, Jose Sierra, people like that kind of yeah. through that program, those guys program. And uh, they're, they're very good at developing drivers. Um, and that's what it's all about at this level. You know, it's being able to, to translate a, a, a kid's karting success into car success. It's a different, a very different beast on, on how to drive it. So it's, uh, it's having that, that owner and that coach and that engineer that can translate you know, what it takes. Being able to go fast is being able to go fast, but you st there's still a difference in, in driving style and yeah. what you have to learn. So it's it's good to have experienced people helping you with that. And, and again, that was the focus of the series, right? The reason why USF Juniors got developed was because we were trying to have green flag racing drivers developed under the culture of what was then the road to Indy. Of course, the Anderson promotions with the same people. That's why all the same people that run USF 2000 and USF Pro 2000 yep. are the people that are front and center at the USF Juniors programs as well. So I think that's going to be great. Joel Miller, of course, Johnny Unser, uh, race directors, uh, Daryl Fox, technical director. It's all the same people. So uh, the culture is there. So Chapter one done. Let's move on to chapter two to complete chapter number one. Again, 14 to 16 drivers potentially for the uh, USF Juniors program, which will make its debut 
at the Sebring events. Of course, all those drivers, of course, will be at spring training at the end of February. That will be at Sebring as well. Uh, again, you moving- see how excited I am to, to go to Sebring for a race event. It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been a while. And I like, you know, it's just, it races well with the junior formula cars. It um, does. Yeah. You know, it's a tough track. It's tough on the equipment. Um, you know, it just, it just has always raced well with, with the USF and uh, USF pro level. So, yeah, you go um, back those years, Dave. Right. You go back and there were yeah. some barn burners of races, right? And turn, one, turn one is so inviting there. It so it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. And USF 2000, the, the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Z Tech series back in the day used to run on the 12 hour, yeah. the Sebring 12 hour weekend. That was an awesome weekend. And you're right, yeah. man. That track, like you said, there's so many places to pass there. And the, Back then, the aerodynamics were so tough that even in USF 2000, it was badass aero wash, right? Now, right. with a lot less uh, uh, aero downforce and more mechanical downforce in the USF 2000 cars, the racing could be even better, I think. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah. All right, so let's go into now USF 2000. Again, Rob Howden here, the USF Pro Insider, alongside Steve Whitting from TSOLadder.com and the Trackside Online. Make sure you sign up for their uh, program this year. Just $22, right, Steve? Yep, you got it. Twenty-two bucks for uh, Trackside Online, which will get you um, all the IndyCar coverage, and then That's all awesome. the the ladder stuff at TSOLadder.com is free to read. So. That's awesome. And again, if, if you're an IndyCar, if you're an IndyCar fan, in here probably this week is I've got some stuff half done. So good. Get if, you're, if you're an IndyCar fan, get sign up for Trackside Online. It's just it's twenty-two bucks for the year. It's a no-brainer. You get filled with everything, all the PR notes, track notes. It's it's again a no-brainer at all. Um, let's move into USF 2000 presented by Cooper tires. This is going to be a heck of a uh, program, 19 to 22 cars. I'm saying right now could be a little yep. more, uh, but I don't, I think 19 is probably the less we're going to be D force is locked down with all three of their drivers. Jay Howard driver development has four drivers announced by what September or October. Yeah, that they, was locked, they locked everybody down quickly. VRD racing, uh, four drivers with the potential I'm hearing for a fifth driver in USF 2000. So let's, let's go to the top of my spreadsheet here right now. We'll start with D force racing three in USF or four in USF juniors. As I said, three drivers confirmed for, uh, USF 2000, two coming up from USF juniors and one at running his second year in the USF 2000 program. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be, that's going to be a pretty good, uh, group there. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Maxwell and, and Mac Clark who, um, fought the, uh, fought for the USF junior championship and, and Jorge, uh, Garcia. Um, I think he wants to go by George now. I think he wants to go by George. I actually wrote George. Sorry, George. Um, (laughs) uh, he showed a lot of pace at the end of the season, right? Like he he started the season and it was, you could see the pace building in the last two events, especially at Portland. He, he had, he had podium pace. So I expect that uh, him to make a big leap forward this year. Again, like the guys at Ram, the, the Martinez is at, at D force do a, just a fantastic job at coaching drivers and, they do. and getting them, you know, dialed in. And, and I think the most impressive thing I find with those guys, their drivers always improve from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter who it's been. Agreed. The drivers yeah. have improved and, and that's, what it's all about. So the thing about Matt Clark, of course, winning the USF Juniors Championship last year, battling against those three strong VRD racing drivers yeah. in Alessandro de Tullio, uh, Nikita Johnson, and Sam Corey. You've got Matt Clark coming in with the championship, but not only that, not only is he a not only is he a rookie coming in, but he went to Portland last year with D Forest Race to cap off the season. USF Juniors was done. 
was right in the middle of the hunt. Some action up front. He ends up coming away with a race win. Steve, how much does that change Matt Clark's mindset coming in? He already knows he can win. He already knows he can run up front. So instead of coming into St. Petersburg, like wondering what's going to happen, he's driven the car. He's raced the car. He's won. Really, the only big thing there is the fact that it's his first street circuit race to run on. But I think Matt Clark could be a, he could be a championship contender coming out of the gate, much like we've seen out of the the Oliver Askews, the Kyle Kirkwoods, and the Braden Neves coming through their first season of USF 2000. Yeah, in some ways, he kind of reminds me of like Kyle Kirkwood or or Braden Neves, where they're not coming in green, right? Yeah, they're, they've raced before. You know, Mac had a lot of seat time last year. Um, won a F1600, lot of them, F4 right? coming in beforehand right. too. Yeah. Right. So Max got a lot of, a lot of seat time and a lot of experience. Yeah. No, I'd be shocked if he's not in the championship discussion and, and we force has been, been right there, right? Yeah. Like they've been right there. Um, they won two years ago uh, with Kiko Porto. Former championship yeah, no, I, team. Yeah. I expect Mac to be, uh, to be on it. And he's, he's a smart driver too. He won't, I don't see him making too many mistakes. So. Yeah, Maxwell Jamison, a driver, struggled a bit last year at USF yeah. Juniors. But like you said, for D-Force Racing, kept getting better and better throughout the season and was able to get some good results uh, near the end of the year, which was good for Maxwell. Jorge Garcias, or George Garcias, as you said, Garcias ran for Jay Howard Driver Development in 2022. He'll move to D-Force Racing this year. Second year in the series, always better. Uh, we'll expect him to be a, a top 10 runner consistently throughout the year. Uh, we'll go to exclusive auto sport now. Um, again, another driver who should really be in everybody's kind of uh, dialogue in terms of a championship contender coming in for a second season in the program, staying with exclusive auto sport, Jacob Douglas. I think there will be a guy to watch uh, for certain. Uh, he had some really good runs later in the season last year, found himself up there in the you know, top five, top 10. Uh, Doug, this is Douglas's year to shine for sure. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. It's uh, he uh, improved uh, immensely throughout the year. I think with him, it was just confidence, right? Yeah. Like new program, new country. You know, he's living on his own, right? What, <laughs> that's it. Sixteen years old, living, by living on his own in the U.S. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's a, an impressive young man, and it'll be. Yeah, no, I expect him to be uh, definitely in the championship discussion. Hey. You think about the comfort level everywhere, not only with the team, not only driving the car, but like you said, he's been, you know, he's living, he's got some friends now right. uh, they're working out like crazy at, at Pit Pit. So they're literally living in Indianapolis. So he's going to have such a, another level of com comfort. So watch for Jacob Douglas to be really strong out of the gate, I believe. And ex exclusive autosport has been good on yeah. the road courses. They were good at St. Petersburg as well. You know, they they won what? two years in a row kind of a thing with uh, with Christian Brooks, who was good right. there as well. Yep. So there's an, that car, they have a good platform for St. Petersburg. Yeah, they and that would be key. Uh, another driver they've already signed, Avery Towns, a young Texan who has run SCCA in the Formula X series, did a bunch of racing Formula Mazda as well. So he kind of came in and got a feel for the USF 2000 car at the fall combine, was near the tail of the timesheets, uh, but was faster and faster throughout the weekend. He's going to be a project for Michael Duncalf and the crew over at Exclusive Autosport, but I guarantee he's going to get faster throughout the season as well. Yeah, no, he definitely will. And um, really nice family there. Um, Indeed. You know, I think I, I always, I, being old, like I am, guys coming out of SCCA racing is kind of cool to me, you know. It's <laughs> right. of, it was kind of where we all, you know, started, yeah. where we all started. So, um, you know, I like that side of things. And he, he's got a lot of seat time, so he'll get it figured out. It's just a matter of, yeah. of getting comfortable, like we said, getting comfortable. Doing a lot of testing in the offseason, too. So two drivers uh, confirmed for exclusive autosport. Uh, we're hearing some potential other drivers coming in there, maybe two, maybe another third or potentially a fourth driver. Yeah. No one really to throw the names out here yet. I don't know where they're going to be or not, so we'll keep that one quiet. 
and move on to Future Star Racing. This is the team that has been in F4 and FRA for the last couple of years. They bought, I think, three of the Cape cars. They bought a bunch of cars from Cape, I believe. Al Unser Jr. running that program, kind of at the head of that program, uh, working hard to try to grab some drivers. They've been working with Michael Myers, a former racer from the series, to try to get him in the program. Andre Castro has tested with them. They've had a bunch of drivers testing, but nobody's signed as of yet, Steve. No, I like that group. I think it's a really good group. Uh, Greg Beck's involved with that. And if yeah. you've been around IndyCar forever, you know, Greg's, uh, Greg's, Greg was a heck of a, a mechanic uh, and team manager. So, you know, those with Alan Sir Jr. and Greg Beck, those cars are going to be very well prepared and you're going to have some very experienced driver coaching uh, and driver help. So, <laughs> True. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I would love to see Andre uh, get a full season shot. Um, Agreed. You know, he's, he's just, he's worked so hard um, to, to stay in racing. You know, he was out of it for a while. Now he's back. And, um, you know, I'd love to see that team. It's a, I love to see the new teams come in. So, um, and if it, it, you know, it's Cape equipment, you know, it's going to be good equipment. Uh, and for, for them, again, a brand new team. The only issue is that they don't come in with any USF 2000 pedigree, right? They've won right. races in F4. They've done really well in the FRA program as well. So, uh, the, again, they're going to get themselves established. They've got the shop in, in Indianapolis. So they're there. They're going racing. They had an open house a while ago to have a, a bunch of drivers come in. So this is a team that you're going to see in this USF 2000 program. They have the F4 program still. They're going to keep developing drivers. So uh, we hope the future star is able to get a, at least one or two drivers onto the grid for 2023. Uh, another interesting one, because this driver actually tested with Future Star, but they'll have their own team, and that's the Sarah Fisher-Hartman Racing Team. Uh, Elliot Cox is the driver. I, I spoke with Andy O'Gara uh, down in Homestead. The car's ready. They're, you know, they're ready to get going as well. They haven't confirmed anything yet. There's been no confirmed right. announcement, but we're going to see Elliot Cox in USF 2000 next year. Um, yeah, and Elliot was in, in USF Juniors uh, last year and, yep. and showed some pace now and then. Uh, it's going to be one of those things where he's going to have to get consistent, but... You know, uh, with Andy O'Gara running things, things, you know, again, yeah. this is, these are IndyCar people that are running junior formula teams. You yeah. know, it's you as a parent, that's awesome, right? Like, yeah, it's, just, it's fantastic that, you know, your kids, this, this is not your old ladder 20 years ago where everybody was a club team. Everybody's professional now. That's, um, that's very true. That's, you know, it's definitely it's a good year to come in as a new team with with you know we lost cape motorsports obviously um so there's going to be someone trying to to take that mantle away from them um you know yeah in the driver championship side That's so, it. uh it'll be interesting to to see but yeah no i think uh that'll be a good chance for elliot to to get some seat time and um he's a really interesting story you know he got to know um Justin Wilson back in the day and, and um, it'll be a good story and it's good to have Sarah and Andy around too. Yeah. Elliot's a, Elliot's a great young man and, and, uh, and his family is obviously fantastic as well. He's got his drive for dyslexia foundation that he does. That's how he hooked up with Justin Wilson. Uh, Again, he's the great thing about, and I watched these kids do this, right? This kid's in a gym like crazy. Oh, I know. It's kind of weird to me because when he was racing karting, he and I were always the guys that, because I was the MC of the Supercarts USA banquet and he would come in to get an award. He, he would, we would suit up, right? I'd have a suit on. He'd have a suit on always looking impeccable. And that kid that used to stand beside me when he was 10, 11, 12 years old is now (laughs) literally ripped in the gym. I'm like, wow, what has just happened? And that's, Hey, 
that's showing the commitment. You see these right. kids in the gym really getting after it. That's what I like to see. That's the commitment. And I think, like you said, with Andy O'Gara at the helm there with a, with a, a car that they're ready to go after, that's going to be a great story to watch throughout the entire uh, 2023 season. Looking forward to that for sure. Now let's move to Jay Howard driver development. I talked to Jay uh, just about a week ago and they were really, this part of the program was locked up late, you know, in the early yeah, fall. Crazy kind of. how quickly yeah. they got it dialed in, which is great. So w- one returning driver, Eva Gores, mm-hmm. Papa Savas, uh, Lockie Hughes, who did some racing in USF 2000, but was obviously the star in F4 last year. Mm-hmm. Then you got a couple other drivers he's bringing up from his F4 program, the uh, the Indiana resident Al Mori the fourth, and then Lucas St. Jean as well. So he's got four drivers ready to go. Papa Savas coming back. Uh, after missing the first start of the season after a big wreck at the Supernats at the end of 2021. But uh, he'll be, you know, in for his full, uh, his full first full season, but a second season in the program. And Lockie Hughes is, I think, the guy that it, we, we all need to be watching out for. He is a very talented driver. Both he and Papa Sabas are going to be running top 10 all year. Yeah, if Lockie can keep keep out of trouble, he's going to be a, a championship contender. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. You know, he, the races he did last year, he was running up front. Uh, he qualified well. Um, you know, it's just the, the excitement of youth, right? Sometimes. So, it is. Um, you know, and I think Jay's the right guy to, to dial him in and, and uh, get him sort of where he needs to be mentally to, to compete. And, uh, you know, Evagoras, I thought was, I thought he had a good second half of the season. I did too. Second half of the season. Really like consistent, we, right? Right? Like, you know, not yep. super quick, but it was consistent. Whereas a little up and down early and it was just, you know, there's consistent improvement. And and I think Jay, you know, I think having someone like Lockie and will we'll help that program. Because um, Steve, last year he had a, a team essentially full of rookie drivers, right? right. And we, we talk yeah. about data, it's all brand new data, right? Now right. to have uh, Papa Sabas, who's been there for a year, Lockie right. Hughes, who we know is strong already. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot better data in the debrief room than they had last year. I think so for sure. And Lucas St. John has a lot of seat time in, yeah. in different series too. So, you know, I think, no, I, I think they'll have a, a little bit better program than they had last year. Um, and it'll be good. You know, Jay's obviously won the championship in, in USF 2000 before with Rasmussen. So it's only a matter of time for them to get that turned back around and, and to be competitive. Yeah, they're, they're going to have a good baseline car. I guarantee yeah, it. They'll sure. be in the top 10 coming out of St. Petersburg for sure. Now I go down to the next team here as I work my way down. I have most of this in alphabetical order, but not mm-hmm. completely. Paps Racing. As it is the same every year, I have nobody in yellow. See, if I have my, my spreadsheet, yellow is confirmed, gray is confirmed, but not announced yet. I got nothing for Paps Racing in yellow or gray because Augie never tells me anything. I do. I, I, he's got one driver I know is coming in, but we're not going to see that driver in the first round. He's too young. Gonna say, that makes that makes the yeah, I was gonna say he's too young. No, I'm the same way. You know how we were talking earlier uh, about dry about teams keeping things quiet and yes. yeah, Augie's the master of that. Um, you know, sometimes I'll get him to to sp- I'll never get him to spill a name, but I might be able to get him to spill how many cars he wants to run. That's it. That's it. But yeah. I I haven't even got that. So uh, well, he told yeah. me two to th- he told me two or three cars. Right. Yeah. Right. So, he's I, the the term I always use is tight lipped. He's very right. tight lipped. Yes, about he it. is, and I get that. Right. Yeah, like, I do. Too. I do. Too. No, I understand that. Um, <laughs> definitely, especially they're you know they had two two drivers in championship contention last year. Those the, the seats at Pabst Racing are you know they're destination seats for for drivers. Uh-huh, so, they listen. The biggest thing last year for Augie Pabst was you know. He, he, should have won the championship for sure. Yep. But they get a battle between Jace Denmark and um, 
I just help me. Miles Rowe. Miles Rowe. <laughs> uh, at the end, they end up taking each other out at the end of the season. Michael Orlando, really the guy that was a third, probably shouldn't have won the championship, ends up winning the title. They were the guys that were going to be able to win this championship. That was the title that he wanted to win. And it felt so bad for Augie because he wanted to beat yes. Cape, Motors, Cape Motorsports for a driver title. He's not going to get a chance to do that. Cape moves on to Indy next. Again, it's the heir apparent, right? These are the guys right. that everybody are going to be chasing this year. It all depends on which drivers end up landing in the in the seats. I'm very surprised. One of the things, this is very interesting to me. I figured there was going to be a lineup out the door at Pat's right. Racing. A lot yeah. of the drivers, some of the drivers we've already named already or will name, I kind of thought would line up in the Pat's car. Like that's what happened with Cape back in the day, right? They always yeah. had the best second year drivers. That was, yes. it was just perpetual feeding that kept Cape up front because they saw a driver would come in, they'd learn with another team, go to Cape, win a championship, right? You know, I, I always go back, I always go back to Anthony Martin and Parker Thompson. Parker's yeah. with JDC, yeah. Anthony Martin was with John Kaminsky. They both go to Cape Motorsports. They battle one, two for the title. And that's what happened for many, many years. I'm surprised. Maybe it is happening. Maybe we don't know about maybe it. We maybe we don't know, but I don't yeah, know. I don't don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But you know, Augie does have that. He does like to sometimes bring in those those rookies that you, no one sees coming. Like you said, Jay Stenmark. Jay Stenmark, yeah. So indeed, uh, or two years ago. So you know, it's it'll be interesting to see. You know, well, the the, the driver we're talking about who's going to start, I believe, in Sebring is is a young driver coming out of karting who is going to be very impressive. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's got a long career ahead of him. So watch for that one. The other driver you mentioned, Andre. Andre Castro getting a shot. Yeah. One of the drivers who has they did test with Paps, which right. man, if he could come up with the budget, hundred percent primary championship contender. Yeah, and almost I'd, I'd almost put a 50-50 run on it. Simon Sykes, um, yes. he tested with Paps. If someone stepped up and gave this guy the budget to race, I'd say I'd say this season was almost over. You put Simon in a Paps car. Yeah, I think it'd be yeah, it'd be it'd be uh, wow. It'd be I, I yeah. it's it'd be tough. It'd be like a two to one shot at winning the championship because yeah. he's yeah. got so much experience, right? Uh, Multi time SCC and now. talent too. So and talent, yeah, yeah both in and, out of the, in and out of the car too. Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, Simon's had uh, just can't catch a break on the That's on it. the side of things. You know, it's this sport's always about money and. And people make promises and then don't come through on the that's promises. It. And that's it, right? Hopefully <laughs> that uh, that has bit Simon twice, I think now. So uh, no, it'd be good, right? Great to see him get a, a full shot, right? He was a F sixteen hundred champion. Yeah, yeah. You know. I said multi time SEC yep. runoffs champion, one F sixteen hundred. I'm just gonna throw this out there right now. If you're out there right now and you're uh, a fan of this sport and you're trying to get behind a driver to take him to IndyCar, Simon Sykes and Paps could be uh, one that you would ride all the way. Yep. Uh, to the to the big show for sure. Uh, speaking of the big show, what a, it's just been a great development to watch Dan Mitchell's team, you know, get better and better coming into this uh, program, this USF Pro Championships program. Uh, you know, USF Juniors was dabbling in that USF 2000 program. He's going to have four, potentially five drivers in USF 2000. He's gone all in on the USF Pro Championship program as opposed to what he was doing with F4, selling off the F4 cars. He's all in with this program. And, Talk about a stacked group of young drivers coming in, right? The drivers coming in from, from our USF juniors program last year, Nikita Johnson, who obviously was unbelievably fast running up front and trying to fight for a race win at Portland as well in USF 2000. He's going to be a championship contender. Sam Corey, so impressive last year, the consistency. I told his dad once he won a race, it was going to open the floodgates and it did. He won, he won a bunch more races. So very impressive for him as well. Uh, Noah Ping finishing in the, uh, the third spot or rather uh, in the third lineup. And then Danny Deselski as well. Yeah. And it's uh, a young group too, right? Like 
uh, Nikita and Sam are both young drivers. Um, and they both impressed me last year, especially, you know, the, as the USF junior season wore on, they both got more consistent, uh, which they needed to do. Um, you know, they got beat by Matt Clark, who, who was just incredibly consistent and, you know, just kind of built up a lead that, that was insurmountable. Sure. Um, and I'm going to guess those guys have learned from that. Um, <laughs> but man, they, the two of them and Mac put on one heck of a show on, at a number of races, uh, USF junior weekend. So I, I'll be, that could be a lot of fun to watch those guys, uh, kind of grow up and, and move up the ladder together. It's one of those good rivalries where, yeah. um, you know, we're not going to have a dominant driver. I don't think, uh, I don't that, either. Great. That, that's a great point, Steve. You know, there's not going to be that guy that, that comes in. Like you said, Sykes, Sykes could be that guy it potentially, but I think there's going to be, you know, this is a season where there's going to be seven, eight different drivers win, win races. Um, and it's going to be a season where we're coming in on the podium is going to be huge. Uh, it always is, but uh, you're not going to be able to make mistakes. I don't think uh, this year in, in USF. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh, a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of strong rookies. The, the, the second yeah, year, the second year class just isn't there, right? You got, you no. got George Garcias, you got Jacob yep. Douglas. So Jacob was really, a, he was becoming a top five driver then the season. He'll be yeah. your primary guy there. Otherwise, it's a ton of rookie drivers coming into this program. It really right, you got Lockie and Nikita who did a bit of, of yeah. USF 2000, but yeah. um, you know they're still new and haven't been to most of the tracks. So it's yeah, no, it'll be a, it'll be a really interesting interesting season. Same um, with Danny Dzelski, right? He ran with Jay right. Howard Driver Development last yeah. year, so he'll be learning a lot, and he, he could be. Yeah, he's really young too. Right? He was 14 so, last year. Right. That's it. He's only 15 right. this so. year. That's that, that's huge. You're right, 100. So Nikita Johnson, Sam Corey. Noah Ping, who mm -hmm. ran USF Juniors last year and then moved after a couple tough starts to F4, was able to be a, a race winner in F4. He'll be with Velocity, uh, VRD Racing, Danny Lazelski, and Dan tells me potentially a fifth driver as well. I'm not sure if he's mentioned that to you, but could be a nope. fifth fifth driver lined up as well for VRD Racing. So, man, we're talking, you know, potentially five cars there. Luckily, the way things have structured with the season this year, you the only one time you'll see USF Juniors and USF 2000 together will be at that Sebring weekend. Right. But the schedule will separate them. So essentially, Juniors will be done before USF 2000 starts on that weekend, or right, right. kind of a mix, because a number of teams that have USF Juniors and USF 2000 are going to try to share haulers and, and share teams, share mechanics. Right. They'll be working on both cars. So um, again, that'll be kind of a split for that particular weekend. Yeah, no, that'll be a, it's a, like we talked about before with the cars being transferable. I think you'll see a few programs where, you know, if, if they can get it turned around and, and they find a budget to run a, run a weekend, you know, at, the, at yeah. a home race or something like that. Um, you know, I probably need to look at, at who fits into home races and agreed and, and stuff like that. You know, if, you, if yeah. you're from the West coast, you're going to tr want to try and do that Portland race, right? Like, like, like let's throw, I, I know that during the fall combine, Al Moore, the fourth was so excited to be racing at the Indianapolis motor speedway. That's where they're from. The whole family's right. from their fourth generation, obviously wouldn't be surprised potentially to see that car, uh, just to see him potentially get that car with Jay Howard potentially running, uh, um, running another class, maybe maybe moving up another class, maybe you, right. maybe you run any, maybe you run some of the class as well. So again, I, I I love the idea of guys jumping up to different categories as well, uh, running in different classes. You can do the same thing for USF 2080 Pro. Now it's a yeah. it's a lot different with an engine package, changing the engine package. It is. It, it's not but... the, it's not out of the question for sure. No. All right. Well, so before we move on, I go. just want to hit on you know we've got 
the same engine package across basically across not really but the USF Juniors and USF 2000 same yeah. engine package Steve Knapp Logan Knapp elite engines they at, at the USF 2000 level I I checked with those guys it's been I think 6 years since they've blown an engine yeah uh during the season so it's just it's something that you know as a potential driver coming into these series to know that mechanically those cars are going to just run and run and run um, is a fantastic thing. And I think it's really cool uh, that they haven't blown up any engines. It's been, uh, you know, and they, and they run for like four, five, six years without well, this is, <laughs> what, crazy, right? Like, what, Lo what Logan Knapp told me is, is with a restrictor on the USF 2000 engine for USF juniors, they might not see that engine back at the shop for like three years. Right. That's because, crazy. Right? Like, it'll run forever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he told me, I can't remember, maybe it was two years ago, the USF 2000 winning engine, it was like its fourth season, Wow. right, yeah. without a rebuild, and it's like, it's still just ticking away, but uh, yeah, those are... Good point. You know, it's just, yeah, no, I just want to give those guys a shout out on, yeah. on how good those engines are, and, you know, how reliable they are for the drivers and the yeah. team. And that's key because there obviously were some yeah. issues when the, when the first uh, when they first brought in that PM17 in the AD Pro 2000 yeah. back in the day. There were some issues with the engine. They got that dialed in, and that engine's become bulletproof. It's been really, well too. really, so really, really, yeah. Last few years too. And they, so between 19 and 22 cars, folks, for USF 2000 presented by uh, Cooper Tires, and again uh, three three cars for D Force. Between two and four for exclusive. Hoping to see at least one or two for Future Star. One car for Sarah Fisher Hartman Racing. Uh, four cars locked and loaded for Jay Howard Driver Development. We'll see what happens with Paps Racing. He hasn't told us anything. At least one, maybe two. Yes. Likely two, maybe three. Uh, five cars, I'm told, for VRD Racing. And another team that's potentially coming in that I'm just, we're trying to find out whether or not they're going to make the call. Uh, the Bennick Racing team that we saw many years yeah. ago has a couple of cars. They have, I know, kits on order to upgrade those cars Good. to the new uh, the, the new USF 22 uh, spec. So we could see uh, Team Bennick. Uh, on the grid as well. There could be some other surprise ones, but at this point, that's all we know. One, one of the one of the notables, we won't see a turn three motorsports which USF is 2000 effort this year. They're going to focus all um, on Pro 2000, which we'll move yep. in a second, Steve. Yep. And uh, just a, a quick note about Benick. Team Benick is the ones who tested, uh, you know, Jamie Chadwick is coming three-time W Series champion. Yep. Nini next with Andretti. They tested her in a, in a USF 2000 car down at Homestead in I don't remember 2018, 2017. And I just remember hearing about the test and she was just outstanding apparently. So it was, wow, all right. it, when I first heard about, about that, I'm like, Oh, it'd be great to have, have Jamie come over. So it'll be good to have her here this year. I agree. That's going to be yeah. a great, great yeah, storyline. Yeah. Andy next. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. So let's move on to chapter three and we'll go into the, what is now the USF pro 2000. Those of you following along the former uh, Indy pro 2000 categories now uh, uh, USF pro 2000 and this Monster, is Star back to Pro Mazda, Star Mazda. Um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So here's the crazy thing, and I, 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 this is something I've said before, and I'll just do a quick little preface on it. People complained about Indy Lights and not having a lot of cars. And I always said the biggest thing with that wasn't Indy Lights program. It was the fact that we didn't have enough drivers transferring, yeah. be able to come out of, at that point, Indy Pro 2000, Indy Lights. Because you have to remember that when we transitioned from the old car, the old Pro Formula Mazda, which was around for... 18 years or something like that back in 2017 before coming up with the new Tadis PM18. We only had six full-time drivers that year. And the only guy that made the transition into Indy Lights that year 
was Victor Franzoni with the scholarship. Yeah. So really since 2018 now to 2022, it's been developing this program. There was some issues, as we said, when the car first rolled out, the engine package had some set some problems. That's since been dialed in. Uh, and now you're seeing the fruits of all the labors where the reason why there's going to be 18 or 19 cars in Indy Lakes this year, Indy Next in 2023 this year, is because we graduated so many drivers out of USF Pro 2000. And, and the greatest thing about that is even though, Steve, all those drivers moving in to stack up the field in Indy Next, we got a, we got a chance for 18 to 20 cars at St. Petersburg for USF Pro 2000. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, it's interesting how the how the European and American programs sort of go back and forth with each other. And and now the old Pro Mazda car didn't fit anywhere. It was yeah. just it was like its own lone thing. And now you've got a package in, in USF Pro 2000 presented by Cooper Tires that it fits after like the Formula Regional. It's a good step from Formula Regional if you don't have an F full F3 budget, which... Yeah. The full F three budget is two million dollars. Yeah, right? which is more so, than which is more than right. Indy Next. Yeah, yeah double an Indy Next budget. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, if you can't make that step, and and we've seen that the last few years with people like Louis Foster and and a few of the drivers we'll talk about now yeah. this year is those European drivers now saying, hey, you know what, this is a good step for me. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a step up in car, plus it's it's a new opportunity for me you know, to, to race somewhere where I can afford to race. Agreed. That's a, that's a big point right now. Cause there's a couple of drivers coming over as we said, as yeah. we've done, because I, they're at the top of my spreadsheet right now. And again, right. the top of it, essentially alphabetically, uh, D force racing. Uh, they have three cars. They'd like to run two drivers signed right yeah. now. One Bajoy guard who I've, we're seeing down running in Daytona, uh, in the VP program, the VP challenge, uh, in a, in an LMP three car, right. If I'm not mistaken, yep. the LMP three yes. Cole the pole actually i think for the for race number yes, one did, yeah yep. uh, we won't talk about the spin in turn number one at the nope. start of that race but uh <laughs> and he did store back to a p3 run there but yeah bajoy guard's gonna be running this year he did a a one-off last year um at worldwide technology raceway but he'll be running with d force has been with the team for a couple of years kiko portal though second year of this series uh steve Whitick, a former usf 2000 champion portal's gonna be one to watch oh yeah he definitely is he's he's one of those those drivers that kind of takes a year to to get mm -hmm. dialed in and you know it it if his usf pro 2000 career is anything like his usf 2000 career watch out yeah agree he, he you know that first year of usf 2000 at the end of the season he, he got quick at a few races but then you know his sophomore season he was not dominant but you know i think he also you know he helped bring that d-force program forward too so yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and last year was sort of the same thing. He didn't start out the, probably the way he wanted to, but you know, he ended up winning a race late in the season and, and it was quick late in the season. So he should have a lot of confidence coming in into this year. And I expect him to be one of the championship favorites for sure. And Steve, like his fellow teammate in USF 2000, Matt Clark, to get that win at the end of the season. Of course, Clark was a one-off coming into Portland, but he got a win for, for right. Kiko to get the win late in the season you kind of get that monkey off your back, right? I've already won in the series. I know what coming in, some of those guys I battle with, what, five or six guys that moved up right. to Indy next, he knows he's going to be a championship contender. He's already won that race. So the confidence has to be super high coming to St. Petersburg. Yeah, I would think so for sure. And, um, you know, he's a great young man. I think once, as as these drivers go go up the, the ladder, you know, the fans start to pay more attention. And Kiko's one that people are really going to enjoy his personality. He's a, he's a, 
another Brazilian kid who's very, uh, you know, he's he's not reserved, but he's not, you know, he's not Elio. Yeah. He's somewhere in between <laughs> TK and right. Elio, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but no, I think he, he's one that uh, people will really like when they get to know him. And uh, Great personality. Yeah. Really good shoot. Yeah, so. agreed. Uh, exclusive Autosport, of course, winning the championship last year yep. in this uh, USF Pro 2000 program with Louis Foster, who got kind of the dominant factor in the second half of the season after getting that uh, that first win on the road course in Indianapolis. Uh, they've lined up a couple of very impressive drivers. Second-year pilot Yuvin Sundar Murthy will be running with Exclusive Autosport this year. Ran last year with Paps and got his first season in the books. Now, again, a former winner in USF 2000. Lindsay Brewer back for a full season. Of course, we saw her last year at a handful of races, and she showed good pace. Found a lot of speed every weekend. She was three seconds back to start the weekend, but ended up in the races turning lap times very similar to the leaders, right? At one point, faster than a couple of the race winners. So she has the speed. She's been working on her fitness. So we'll see Lindsay Brewer back for the full season, which is fantastic. She has her C4 Smart Energy sponsorship, which is great. Plus, everyone's going to love it. What's that? I saw a teaser of the of the paint yeah. job. Everyone's going to love it. Nice. And listen, and she's been hitting the gym as well. Any yeah. of these drivers, we've always talked about the fact they have to get strong. That was one of the things that Lindsay complained about. So she's going to be hitting the gym big time being ready for this year. Yeah, it's, uh, she's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she does. You know, like yeah. a lot of people, you know, Lindsay's an Instagram influencer, right? So yeah. a lot of people, you know, made fun of her. and and But I think people forget that Lindsay was one heck of a carter, right? Yeah, like, she was. Yeah. She was a really good carter. So I expect that talent to transfer it just she took a, a, a number of years off racing to, to finish university and college and you know she came back to it now and you know like you said as the season wore on she got better and better and you know like the first race of portland last year she was on it you know she was fast um so i expect you know it do i expect race wins no probably not but do i expect consistent top tens yes yeah, the, her outright pace yeah. on the road course last year at Indianapolis, where she literally was faster yeah. than the race winner in the, on the fast lap. That for me, that said it all. You know, there yep. was there was a worry coming into that level that she wasn't going to hit the 104 mark. You know, the percentage right. wise, now that was that was gone quickly when she was able yeah. to lay the lap times yeah, down. A new sponsor, I think, coming into the wells this year, Auto Shocker. She has a brand yep. new sponsor as well. So this girl knows how to get sponsorship yep. and is working the program. So I'm I'm glad to see her for a full season and some off season testing, which has been great. I'll, listen, I'll, there's one driver in my next in the list, but it's in gray. They haven't announced it yet, haven't confirmed it yet, so I'm not going to go there. But yep. a very strong driver uh, will be coming in with exclusive Autosport as well this year, I'm told. So they haven't confirmed it, but we'll wait on that one. I'll let you roll out the, the cool one, though. You mentioned the, the the GB3 series. Talk a little bit about the young Swedish driver we've got coming in. Yeah, Joel uh, Grandfors is, is is making the transition to, to American racing, and, and people paid attention last year, saw what Louie did. I expect Joel to, to be very similar yeah. uh, level of talent. Uh, finished second in that championship last year, won a bunch of races, uh, has so much experience, and you know, like we, like I tried to explain earlier, the, see, watching these kids come over from Europe is a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm going to guess that, that the success of Mark Erickson and Felix Rosenquist and those, uh, the other Swedes that have come over have kind of opened that pathway yeah. and opened that door a little bit, um, to, to what, uh, what is potentially can happen. Um, I talked to Rasmus Lind about, about that Swedish, that door opening. And he said, the ability to get sponsors after Marcus won the 500 just in May for, for his Indy next program was huge, right? Like that's, it just, that's amazing. It opens a lot of doors when, when you've got guys at the, at the NTT IndyCar series level from your country that, 
that are successful. And, you know, it'll be an interesting, that team's going to be interesting too. With you, Ben, you know, is, is the experienced yeah. driver. And, and, you know, I think a, a change of scenery will be really good for him. Uh, he's spent his entire career at Pabst and, and he's growing at Pabst, but I think there's a step to, that can be taken there. I think he's talented. Um, I really think that, that, that the pace is there. It just needs to get the consistency. Yeah, there. and that's, that's interesting. Not his entire career, because he actually made his USF 2000 debut with exclusive no, autosport right, at Mid-Ohio, Mid -Ohio, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's good at Mid-Ohio. expect him to be uh, yeah. there this year. Great. But um, Yeah, no, and he you know came out of F1600, had a lot of success there. So, Great. you know, I think he's really just, talented. And maturing. Yes. Right? Goes, goes to school at the University of Wisconsin and all these yep. drivers continue to mature. And I love seeing them as they get, you know, they get more mature, more mature. And yeah, Ewan's going to be a championship contender. And he's working with Johnny Baker and that, yep. uh, that definitely helps because Johnny's, you know, been there, done that and, and, and helps some really good young drivers like a guy named Pato Award yeah, heard <laughs> make him. the transition and, and win, win races. So yeah, yep. no, I expect, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Joel as a newcomer and you Ben has, you know, I think this will be a fifth season in, in, yeah. in USF Pro Thousand Two Thousand Champ or USF Pro Championships. I will get it eventually. I know. I actually uh, wrote it down. I wrote it down so I was yeah, saying, I I say correctly. Uh, <laughs> so but I think uh, you know the seeing Joel and him could be it. They could that could work really well as a team. And the, um, and that, the other driver <laughs> I haven't talked about yet. I think it's going to be yeah. a complete, I think we'll be a, a instant contender. I can't, we just can't. I wanted to, I tried to mention uh message to see if it, I could, but it's not confirmed yet. So right. we'll hold off on that one. Now uh, let's move to Jay Howard driver development. Of course, we saw them uh, do very well last year with Braden Eves, Salvador de Alba, um, yeah. Wyatt Rakacic for the first half of the season as well. Ricardo Escoto, who, Tested with them at the fall combine, the only driver they have confirmed right now. And Jay Howard's kind of surprised about it. They had such a great season last year yeah. in that category. Only one driver currently signed for Jay Howard. Yeah, it's a little odd to me. Uh, you know, the, again, won a championship as, as 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 a program before, and you know, it was it's just it's tough, right? It's tough yeah. to to continue to build off that stuff. And and you know, I'm sure Jay will want to have another driver, at least one more. Yeah. Um, I would so be that. This could be one that surprises us, right? That, that somebody yeah, will come in yeah, at the last minute, right? And there, right. yeah, and there's a chance that you know you could work with another program too to to kind of make sure. Yeah, uh, there, there will be actually two single car teams. We talked about the fact that it's nice to have uh, multiple streams of data, but two single car teams. Uh, the Miller Vinatieri Motorsports squad will once again just be a, a single car for Jack William Miller. Um, he is confirmed again back this year. I expect to see him move to the Indy Next program next year. I know he did some testing in the offseason. So this will probably be the final year in the USF Pro 2000 category for the driver out of the Indianapolis era, uh, area. rather. Uh, a new team is another single car team, brand new. We saw Nick Montiero, the Brazilian driver, test the fall yep. combine with TJ Speed. Uh, instead of joining TJ Speed, they're actually launching a brand new team that is going to wants to develop here in, in Pro 2000. They would like to add a USF 2000 program in future years. It's Neotech. They're going to base themselves out of uh, Central Florida. So uh, Montiero, uh, they've announced on social media. They haven't done an official announcement, really, but social media graphics and content have announced it. So a new rookie driver from Brazil scheduled to go with Neotech this year. Yeah, it's always interesting to see the one-car teams and, and to see how how they'll end up doing. Um, you know, I don't – basing a, a – um, USF pro championship teams in Florida is actually a really smart idea. In my opinion, uh, it's where you test, yeah. right? So, um, 
and it, it just, you know, a lot of people like to live in Florida. So when you find it, it's sometimes easier to get mechanics and, and that kind of person <laughs> yeah, to make yep, the move yep. to, to Florida, right? Like you could go yep. work for, you know, I hate to, you know, I love Augie, but you know, Economowoc, Wisconsin in the winter, Florida. Yeah, there, that's definitely yeah, that's a definite definite consideration in terms of employment. One yeah. thing is there's a there is a I haven't confirmed this yet. I know that in talking um uh to the, the team principal at Neotech uh, that there was that they were potentially working on a, a technical partnership with TJ Spiegel. If that's able to come to fruition, that'll be really big for them, I think. Yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah, no, TJ Speed will be, you know, it's uh Tim Neff is is extremely experienced and you know, I expect uh, them to be uh, he'll him to get a handle on this car pretty quickly. Yeah, we'll get to TJ Speed in a couple of yeah. minutes. So let's move to Paps Racing now. Three cars confirmed. Augie's not having to be tight-lipped around this one here. Nope. Uh, Miles Rowe, Chase Denmark, Jordan Missig, all confirmed. Of course, Rowe and Denmark, the two primary guys, two of the primary guys in the USF 2000 championship battle last year. So they're going to be really impressive rookies coming out of the gate. Jordan Missing rolling into his second full season, of course, running uh, in the uh, pro 2000 category with, with Paps racing. I guess the, the only thing about Paps is, is they really haven't been front runners in, in the pro 2000 category. They're the team to beat in USF 2000, but yep. really haven't been at the very front of the grid in pro 2000. No, they've been close. And like yep. Hunter McElroy was there, they won races and, and yep. they were quick yep. and, um, you know, Colin Kaminsky was quick there in that car. So they kind of made a step backwards the last couple of years with that car. And, I think and so. then, yep. you know, especially the last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can can bring it back forward. And two strong drivers in row in Denmark. And then, yeah. of course, Missing, yeah. who's got tons of seat time. Too, right? Lam- Lamborghini, Super yeah. Trofeo racing. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The Radical racing. Yep. And Jordan, of course, a full season last year in Indy Pro, or Indy Pro which is now USF Pro 2000. So he's got the experience. So that's three drivers with, with I think, some pretty good pedigree. And that's going to be a really good data data room, debrief room when, when they've got all that kind of data coming in. Yeah, it really is. And you got, you know, Miles and, and Jace went at it head to head last year and they're going to do it again, which is going yeah. to be, which is going to be good to watch. And and they're, they're such different personalities, right? So it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of interesting to watch. Jace is a young kid and, and Miles is more, you know, subdued and a little more mature and older. So uh, yeah, watching those two is kind of fun. Um, you know, I think they're both extremely talented. Uh, both have so much potential. I had a really um, good, ch- I had a really good chance to kind of connect with uh, Jace Denmark. I've known him. He was your driver coach, wasn't he? he? Yeah, through my through my <laughs> card, his karting career. I followed him up through karting. He, we had him on the on the uh, the USF Pro TV broadcast last year to be yep. a driver analyst a couple of times. Even a- after he lost the championship, he gutted up and joined yep. me in the booth at Portland, which I thought was very impressive. Yeah, sure. uh, but yeah, he was my driver coach uh, at the Scusa Super Nationals, and sitting down <laughs> with him, going over the data. And really him kind of the way he approached me and what I was trying to do and what he wanted from me and watching him with other drivers. He coached, uh, by the way, Will Power really was there as well, yeah, going exactly. over data with Will Power and a lot of drivers. Um, ben How do you compare to Will with your data there? That's my Well, point. we were in different classes. So oh, okay. that's, uh, no. I'm going to use that as the, our, data, right. was, our yeah. data was different for sure. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, uh, yeah, Chase Denmark, studious young kid. I was very impressed with yeah, him no, he uh, very, running, yeah, the, running like, the data down there. Yeah, so... Again, I think he'll focus and be very strong. So Paps Racing, this could be a good opportunity for them to kind of take that yeah, jump exactly. that they need, sure. right? To, yeah, to, to really to, sure. to battle for more wins throughout the season. And again, uh, like USF, we're kind of losing that standard bearer team, right? With yeah, Hollinger. Oh, yeah, Hunkos Hollinger's gone. That's exactly right? we didn't we haven't brought that up. Yet. They were kind of the the 
team everybody aspired to be in that program. So now, like, you know, yeah, but, but yeah, but Hunko's College Racing left, but all the cars went into the hands of Tim Neff. Yeah, exactly. For TJ Speed, this yeah. is a guy who's been an engineer and a, uh, a co-team owner in IndyCar, yeah. uh, engineer in IndyCar, engineer in lights. Uh, yeah, a ton of championships, ton of races. Yeah. So yeah. Tim Neff, if you don't know, this is kind of the guy behind the uh, it's behind the radio for so many young drivers engineering cars, jumping in with TJ Speed into the uh, FRA program last year, uh, and now full on in into the uh, USF Pro Championships. He essentially bought the U- the, the Hunkos Racing inventory and is taking care of that. So again, new team, but with good cars and good equipment, and a couple of great drivers. Yeah. One young. One with some F2 experience. Uh, Steve, the lineup for TJ Speed. Let's, uh, let's yeah, get that, right? it, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> curious to see how Christian Weir does as he moves yeah. up. Um, I rate Christian pretty highly as a driver. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever recovered from that, that you know, broken back. He, he got a coda a few years ago in, in F4. So, um, you know, I, I think there's there's some potential there. And I think Tim's the right guy to bring that out. And Steve, you um, mentioned you mentioned different surroundings for you right. and Sundar Murthy. This is the same with Christian Weir, right? He kind of came up with Turn Three Motorsports, Peter yep. Dempsey. And I always say it's sometimes good to shake a driver up and put him into a different, yep, a different atmosphere with a different set, different culture. And I think that's probably what's happening for Christian Weir here. No, I, I think it'll be a good a good spot for him. And you know, it's going from Peter to 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 Tim. They're they're very different, but they're very much the same in many ways too. Is there no sugar coating? Is there two more intense guys? Yeah. Um, you know, on the grid. Exactly that. Like I like they, I said, I was they running want, an article. They want to win. Like it's, yeah, check check your thin skin at the door. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, you will be called names. Um, yes, hundred percent. You will. Um, yes. And listen, two other really impressive drivers. Obviously, yes. Fran- Francesco Pisi was one of the drivers who had tested. Um, and this kid's going to be really really good, I think. And then Liram Zendelli as well, who's got some you know ran some F two. And F3, you can talk a lot more about them. You got some, I'm sure, some insight there. But PC yeah. and Zendeli are going to be good to watch. Yeah, Zendeli's going to be interesting. He's an interesting yeah. one to me because it's, you know, you and I talk all the time about the kids coming from Europe. It's so hard to, to rate them sometimes. Um, it is. Because it's just, you know, Liram, he had driven for, for the top level, top, very top tier team. It's, it's, it's a team discrepancy, right? Right. There's such a discrepancy. discrepancy. We don't, we have, we, we have, yeah, we have such parity in our teams right. that, that we can get a better feel for it. So when a driver who's running for a lower level team in F2, they could be fantastic. Like a right. Logan Sargent came in for, was it Sharuka? Sh- 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 right. Yes. Right. And yeah. did, did well. So again, yeah. Zendeli, I think. Zendeli's regularly beaten his teammates at every level. So I expect, I expect him to be good. That's um, and yeah. he's experienced. Yeah. Really Very true. Experienced. So uh, he's the t- type of kid that, that NAF will work really well with, um, yeah. you know, Great, great lineup. The bottom, bottom line. Yeah. Christian Weir, the rookie. Then, of course, a couple of veteran drivers in PC and Zendeli to uh, to line up the three cars at TJ Speed. We'll wrap things up with the final team, Turn Three Motorsports. As I had mentioned, capping off USF 2000. Peter Dempsey electing uh, to focus on the uh, the Pro 2000 category this year. Jonathan Brown, the Irishman, back for his second season. You guarantee he's going to be faster. Uh, again. Only one in yellow, which is my yep. confirmed. I can talk about it. Yep. There's four other drivers I have right now. Yes. Um, and I can. I think we'll bring one up because we're able to. Jackson right. Lee is tested with the team. Yeah, he tested with Miller Vinatieri Motorsports. It's been out on social media that he's done that as well. Um, so 
another younger driver coming in as well. Potentially three or four drivers, I'm being told, for turn three motorsports. Yeah. So it sounds like they're going to have a good lineup for, for this year. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, I think you'll see a pretty big step uh, forward from from Jonathan. Um, you know, like everybody else, he started to get quicker yeah. as the season went on. And and he made a big step, right? Agreed. Like, yeah. you know, he was F1600, just stellar F1600 story, Formula Ford career in Europe, right? Yeah. He took Formula Ford. Yeah. Uh, Formula Ford career in, in Europe, right? So I think uh, I expect him to to make a huge step forward this year. I'm glad to see him come back. Um He's a, he's a great kid to talk to. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I expect him to to make a big step. And Peter will want to win, so Peter's going to make. And I think honestly, concentrating on the one program is smart for those guys. Um, yeah, you know, Peter's going to be able to put all his his energies in into uh, USF Pro two thousand. So I think that'll be a, a positive. So let's throw this whole thing up. This is the interesting thing we talked about the USF two thousand USF Junior Champion Matt Clark. Staying with D-Force Racing, taking a scholarship in, with them. Obviously, look at uh, the Pro 2000 category. Louis Foster taking his scholarship, moving to Andretti Autosport. Now, where is the USF 2000 yeah. uh, champion? We have not talked about Michael D. Orlando yet. I know he's test- he tested for at least three teams, was in conversations yep. with three teams. I'm told they've decided on the team. Uh, I believe the contract is already in place and back, of course, at Anderson Promotions headquarters, where, of course, they have to deal with right, the scholarship. Right yep. now, though, nothing has been announced. Nothing's official. So really kind of, I was hoping to have it announced at this point, but it's not. So our preseason update does not have anything talking about where Michael D. Orlando will land. The, uh, yeah. The USF 2000 champion will be in the pro 2000 category this year, but we have no idea. Well, at least I know we, we can't say this, but he's, uh, we'll see him in the program next year. Yeah. Which is good. It's a fantastic thing. Michael, uh, Michael impressed me last year with 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 how he kept digging and yeah. he didn't give up. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Like, yep. he's worked hard um, to get where he is, and I know the families worked hard to get him where he is, and it'll be good to see him. And, and you know what? I think he'll be good as he moves up too, right? Like he'll fit. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to be strong out of the gate too, yeah. and uh, we'll too. we'll see how it all plays out for Michael D. Orlando. You'll get, I'll likely see that announcement coming in the next couple of weeks. I would expect maybe even less than that. Uh, potential for his brother Nicholas D. Orlando to land in a car as well. But again, think you think about, this is it. I'll throw this out here, and we'll kind of wrap up with this. You think about being a family, right? You got a young driver. You're trying to you know you're trying to get them into the into the program, investing all this money, trying to find the sponsors. Matt, trying to do it for two kids, a couple right. of brothers. It's just for the right. Orlando's, it's tough. Both extremely talented. Yes, that's it. They're both like, very, very good. Yeah. And there's it's so funny, they're very different drivers. Yeah. So normally what happens is in racing, yeah, you know, and that, we love having we love having female racers, women racers in the program, but a lot of times you'll have the 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 son wants to be the race car driver and, and the, right. the the daughters go in horse in, in horses. Yeah. We see that a lot of the times that's something that we end up going on. We need to drag some of those girls back from horses and get them in our cars. Exactly. So we, we need yeah. more of that for sure. Uh, otherwise, there you go, Steve. That's kind of line things up for those three programs, Absolutely. USF Juniors, USF 2000, and, of course, USF Pro 2000, all brought to you by Cooper Tires, part of the USF Pro Championships. Uh, um, this is going to be a tremendous year. Uh, like we said, 14 to 16 cars, USF Juniors, anywhere from 18 to 22 in USF 2000, unless we get some surprise drivers coming in and 18 to 20. Uh, in USF Pro 2000, this is going to be a real one of the one of the biggest fields all told that we've had in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch um, all three series. Actually, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and and you know, we visit such great tracks. Um, you know, 
with the best best tracks in, in the U.S. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there's going to be there's no favorite super heavy favorite in any in any of the series. Yeah, um, agreed. So, I mean, I think you you could have very competitive champion. We always have competitive championships, but um, there's no Kyle Kirkwood in in the bunch here. Where where you know there's going to be someone that stands out. There's going to be a lot of good drivers that win a lot of races, but um, you know it's it all of these should be really competitive. Um, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing how they play out like I always do every year. I, yeah, I, I know, I know. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I love my, my NTT IndyCar series, but man, I, I just love the junior formulas. It's so much fun. It's great watching the kids grow um, and get better. And, you know, it's, I love it. So. Yeah, I feel the same way. Obviously, obviously, I do. I love obviously, call. Yes, obviously. Love call. Love call the action. We'll have live how coverage. Did we grow up, how did we grow up like a few miles from each other? Not know. I know. I know. We literally are like a half an hour apart. It's crazy. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, so, folks, here's here's how it all plays out. Uh, again, uh, USF juniors, a bunch of new rookies coming in. USF 2000, not the graduating class like we've seen before. A lot of drivers moving on, so it's a it's a ton of new drivers. Maybe what four drivers with with the full season last year? Maybe five. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting there to see who steps up. Uh, again, USF Pro 2000, stacked and packed drivers coming from Brazil, from uh, from Sweden, from uh, drivers coming mm -hmm. over from Europe. This U.S., Canada, this is going to be a tremendous year uh, for junior formula racing, just a couple steps away from the NTT IndyCar Series. Yeah, we'll change our mindset a little bit here, Steve. Yep. We've always, it was the road to Indy. It's essentially yeah, now, it's hard to get, unofficially. That one's going to be harder than the, the yeah. names of the series is to, to not but use. But what are we doing? This program's developing drivers to move into the Indy Next Series. Yep, exactly. That's what it is, right? These yep. drivers are getting dialed in. The scholarship's still massive to move from the USF Pro 2000 into Indy Next in 2024. Yep. So we continue to develop the future stars of the NTT IndyCar Series. To watch the drivers getting announced this year. Man, that was so cool. Of course, one of them just recently announced, finally locking in the grid. Couldn't be happier for Stingray Rob to be No, I know. That's a great story, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been fun to watch uh, him move up the ladder and grow as a, as a, he's a young man now. He's a man now. He's a man um, now. It's weird. He's he a man now. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm happy for his family and his parents are great. And, you yeah. know, it'll be, uh, I think he'll have a good year. I, think I do too. He's in the right too. spot where, you know, Dale Coyne's really good with young drivers. He doesn't put immense amount of pressure on them. He understands they'll make mistakes. You know, it's, he's, it's a great spot for a young driver to go. Um, yeah. And again, in, in Stingray's like a two-year guy, right? He it, once right. gets comfortable. We saw that in in, in the uh, the Pro 2000 category. We saw it in Indy Lights last year. Indy Next, where he ended up, we're finishing second to Linus. So uh, he'll get comfortable this year. Watch him in 2024. It's, you want to feel old, Rob? Oh, don't. The combined, the combined age of, of the Dale Coyne drivers, 42. <sighs> I remember 42. <laughs> I remember 42. That was a dumb yeah, I kind of remember 42. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, good for them. It's going to be a fantastic yeah, season, no, folks. Hey, good. listen, thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the USF Pro Insider. We'll have Steve back quite a bit throughout the season. He and I get along really well, and, and he's got lots of insight. We're going to do a bunch of interviews coming to the start of the season. We'll do probably a, a you know maybe a, a wrap-up after the first couple of races in March uh, before we head into the April schedule. Then, of course, into the month of May at the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And, of course, Lucas Oil Raceway again. No, pardon me, right? Right. It's now IRP again. Yes. Indianapolis Raceway Park. I love that. Back to IRP for another night yeah. before the yeah. 500. Lucas, Indianapolis Raceway Park, I think. I don't remember. It's Indianapolis. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then we'll play with it, whatever it is. Anyways, Steve, thank you so much for, for being with me again. Trackside Online, $22 uh, a year, not a month, a year. Go to Trackside Online, sign up. All the information you'll ever want on IndyCar will get you into the inside. And, of course, tsoladder.com. Steve has a lot of stuff. And that's free to, free to go uh, read. Yep. So a lot of great insight there. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 40 of the USF Pro Insider, our 2023 preseason update is done. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye for now.